0: Little instrumental opening today. Yeah, getting your minds ready for another mm. mystery. That was crazy. That was yeah.
1: mysterious. That's
0: a, that very, a very mysterious, mysterious. track. Mm. Yeah, nice little instrumental today. I was quite enjoying that. Yeah, that was ve- that was like
2: a mysterious uh, synth sound as well. A
0: mysterious mm. 80s, maybe slightly mm. oriental mm. experience. Mm. That was. Mm. So yeah, welcome. Just how we like it. Just how we like it, baby. 80s, oriental, oh, and mysterious. Yeah. So everyone, welcome to another Mystery Mondays. We hope that you've had a good one. I hope that you enjoyed today's intro. Um, I that's probably actually like one of my very favourite things that we do. We're just the intros to Mystery mm, Mondays. Mm. How can you not enjoy that? That was blooming awesome. Oh, I've just realised my camera's unplugged. Let's <gasps> oh plug that no, back in no. What's that mean? No one oh, can see you. No.
2: Oh, no. there I am. Let's see. I'm back oh, in now. Oh, no one could see Sometimes him.
0: Sometimes I just go completely black. Oh, oh
2: God. No. But this God. time, I did want to come back.
0: Oh, there he is! He's back from the void, everyone. He's back from the back void again. Yeah. So if you're watching for the first time, it's pretty self-explanatory. Mystery Mondays. It's a Monday, and we're going to bring you a mystery. <gasps> <gasps> I'm going to be bringing you another one from this cool book I've got um, called Bedtime Stories: Forty mm. Creepy Tales from Around the World mm. by Richard Weil. Okay. I like it. So if you like this story, you mm. can go buy this book. Alright These are not Mm. my words These are Richard Wiles Richard Wiles So thanks for that Dickie Mm. Dickie as I'm (laughs) going to call you um, I got I got one small
2: bit of news as well for ah. about the Mystery Mondays oh. podcast. Oh, oh let's oh hear it! My. So if you're watching us now on the Pandora's Box podcast uh, page on YouTube, oh yeah, uh, but you like listening in your car, you know, driving around. Zoom we zoom! We have now made the uh, Mystery Mondays podcast a podcast on Apple Podcasts and <gasps> Spotify and all that thing as its own thing. So it is away from the Pandora's Box because it is its separate entity. It now has legs and it is now its own beast face so you
0: can search Mystery
2: Mondays on Spotify and hear us there
0: I hope that everyone appreciates as well um, that out of courtesy to all of our Spanish listeners Mm. Drew spoke Spanish then So everyone understands, <laughs> both English and Spanish alike will understand that. Si. Sí. Si, sí, so all these, all the, you know, Argentina, mas Peru, Español, más comprensión, Si. What was that term? That, um, our, friend, our friend Carmen, what was it? I was, um, oh, puto cabrón. <laughs>
1: <laughs> put a puto like, cabrón Puto put cabrón Puto cabrón What's that? Yeah. mean? R- you were like,
0: son of a whore yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I was just loving saying it, weren't we? Yeah And she's like, "Ei It must have been really funny to her Because obviously for us it was just a really funny term Yeah But to her, like, imagine if we were just, like, in a foreign country And someone just kept going, like, son of a whore Yeah It's <laughs> like when we had all those French exchange students And yeah, we were around
2: yeah, your grands And we taught them all, fuck <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they were just saying it in the school. Yeah, Fact. and, 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 and uh, was it? I think it was Josh's one. Yeah, um, I can't even remember his name. I, I can't refer remember it to Josh's, him one, Josh's yeah. one. Yeah, and he yeah. was just like he just kept going. Oh, fuck! He was a <laughs> sort
0: of guy that loved it though. I think yeah. mine was a bit innocent. Yeah. Frederica Varno, yeah. shout out Frederic. <laughs> um, yeah, he was a bit more of like an innocent, small, quiet little lad. Yeah. Frickin' worst pairing for me ever, that lad was. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That was like, frickin' two worlds colliding, that was. Yeah, I can imagine. My, like, drunken barbarian father sitting around the house in his, like, boxer shorts with his little todger hanging outside. (laughs) And then meanwhile I'm at his house and they're all, like, really frickin', like... No, we do not play computer games in this house because they are like uh, the, the, the pathway homework. to the devil, and oh. yeah, no, they just didn't drink. Their food was just weird, mm. you know. Yeah, didn't play computer. Yeah, just thought like all stuff like that was bad, you know. Yeah, mm. what did he? What was he like when he was at yours? Like, did he did did, did like? Well, I could tell it's like he just didn't really know what to do. Yeah, because mm. I think he was like his ever...
2: freedom. <laughs> yeah, because
0: it's, well, it's like I don't know. I think it's like he was obviously like you. You only know what you know, don't you? Mm. And he was so um, indoctrinated into his, his family's way of life. I could tell he just didn't know what to do himself. I could tell that, like, well, for me being at his, it was like the routine was obviously, you know, you'd like finishing a meal and everything, and like your dinner, and then you'd all like sit around and do homework. And once you've done your homework, you'd almost like go to bed. Hmm. Whereas at mine, it was like... Just like a bit more like anarchy. Mm. Do you know? What I mean? Like mm. we'll have like food or whatever and then it would be like might go play Turok for a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean then like oh, go... Turok, I Rock over yeah. that game? Mate. Was so, Turok Evolution <laughs> oh. was insane. Yeah. And he put all the cheats in so you'd have like all the guns and some of them were like mental and just going around just like just blowing Naked up, dinosaurs. like mental dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> that game is honestly like so- too good. Yeah, and then just like maybe go watch a bit of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something with my parents. But yeah, he would almost just like follow me around and just be like <laughs> I'd be like writing notes in French about what was like the experience and that. <laughs> so he's studying this like foreign like
2: being like oh my god what is going on. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: really funny cuz I remember when I was like playing turrock rock and stuff like that and I was like do you want to go and he was just like oh no. I could not that. Oh, no I could could possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I remember as well. I remember when we were. Possible. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but I remember when we were in France, like actually staying with the French people. I remember like one of the one of the English lads from our school got in like a fight with one of the French kids at like a freaking like rollerblading like rink, mm. and it was really funny. And like you know, obviously like you just wouldn't do it in England, but I remember like, like that. It's like a it's like doing like that or, yeah. or that. I'm and yours. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just really funny because in in like. Britain. No, no offense obviously to many French people, but in Britain it just almost seems like a bit like a bit gimpy or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in like, a real serious situation. Yeah. You'd just be like... These lads were like proper like punching each other and had each other in headlocks and everything, and then it was all like split up and then like, yeah, I can't I think it might have been someone really random, like Jacob Solomon. Oh, right. And then this like French lad, and I remember he had a bit of like, you know, when you have that weird teenage moustache and it's like, yeah. but he had like really dark hair, so He had like a weird little like, like almost like a bit of a pedo tash. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember he, had, like, he was just
3: like,
0: like what the hell is he doing?
2: Oh man, I was- wonder how that would even start if you can't really like speak English
0: or like, or like maybe that was part of the reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say, innit? it? I mean, maybe like oh, maybe one of them made maybe mm-hmm. one of them made like a like an English or French joke at the other one, and they took exception. You just, I mean, who mm-hmm. you knows? Maybe like, I don't know.
2: Yeah, maybe it was just you know years of pent-up aggression after yeah. all those wars
0: with France. After <laughs> yeah, Agincourt. It's like it's like <laughs> ancestral <laughs> trauma. Mm. Hundred Years' War. Yeah, Agincourt. Yeah, Hastings. Although yeah. Hastings wasn't really the French. I mean. I mean, it sort of was the French, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, it was like like they were only like a few hundred years removed from like Rolo's descendants. Mm. So they were sort of like Vikings with a bit of French blood. But they had sort of, to be fair, they had sort of evolved in, they had adopted the, the Frankish way of life. Like you yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like his hair. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and his garment suddenly has gone from like wearing like like hide Cheap to wearing like velvet. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah, like red velvet. And his, his, his hair, those his hair suddenly yeah, like, long, yeah, but just like
2: real brushed. And his hair's like...
0: suddenly like a like a mum's called Claire. Yeah, or something. You know what I mean, <laughs> so it's just like a bob. So yeah. It's gone from like long sort of like metal hair to like a bob with a massive with a massive axe. Yeah, I don't know what we are gonna say then. Oh, with yeah. A massive dong. <laughs> To now a small really? dong.
2: <laughs> to now a small Has dong. Has your dong shriveled in your time in Frankie? Must have France.
0: Just <laughs> shrunk. <laughs> 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 shriveled. <laughs> Must have been France. <laughs> Must have been France. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, Mystery Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> we, we always go off on a bit of a tangent, don't yeah. we? Mm. Be um, creeping you in into the mysterious ways with our tales of France.
3: Oh, <laughs>
2: The hairy armpits
0: of France. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: oh yes, another thing. My French lad's mum had really hairy armpits. Well. <laughs> I made it even more intense than that. We all just went real quiet afterwards like, do not speak of the devil! <laughs> I just wasn't used to it. Do you know what I mean? Because um, yeah, I mean, it? apparently it was like that in yeah. I mean, apparently it was like that in like Britain and America and everywhere in like the sixties. Yeah, hippies, by, man. But by the time we've w- been to Glastonbury a lot more yeah, now, so yeah. I'm much more. Used well, to now it. it's coming back in again, yeah. isn't it? Like mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah, it's coming like yeah. Like some, Arm tash. Sometimes like you know, women our age and that, almost tash. they deliberately have an armpit tash. Yeah. To like you know be like F the establishment. Fuck, this is the man. Why should we have to shave when men don't? <laughs> nah, fair enough. Ladies yeah, whatever you in want there. to do, isn't it, mm. really? But it's just purely because of I wasn't used to it growing up in the 90s in Britain. Mm. I Change I mean, like of most, culture. Yeah, most people did. Mm. So then when you're seeing like these ladies' armpits like my dad's, that was a bit weird. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> onwards from the differences between Anglo-French relations, <laughs> we are now going to talk about doppelgangers. Ooh.
2: <gasps> I like get
0: doppelganger. Oh yeah, bet you do. Mm-mm. It's not what it, it's not what you think it means, Drew. Uh, oh, Drew's like thinking about the doppelganger. No, I do know. I do know. Yeah, I know he does really. I, I was trying to me. I was trying to make sort of like a threesome joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: oh threesome joke. Okay. That's <laughs> why I was trying to make like a little threesome joke about uh. you wish
0: that you and Meg had a threesome with some other lady. Oh. But anyway, yeah, double. Doppel- <laughs> 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 so we're going to find out all about doppelgangers. I think, I suspect most people out there have heard of the term doppelganger before, and most of you know what it means. Mm. But until I read this tale. Um, I didn't really know... I'd never really looked too much into it, to be honest, mm. so I thought it's quite interesting. Um, a fascinating concept, and then when you actually do look into it, as you will all, I'm sure, agree by the end of today's Mystery Mondays, it makes you think, hmm, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Right, so. In 1845, a school in Latvia became the scene of some disturbing paranormal activity, as a newly employed teacher began to appear in two places at the same time. We now recount the strange tale of Emily Sagey, and ask the question, Do we all have a doppelganger? (gasps) What is the difference between a doppelganger and a dead ringer? People often confuse the two, but they are in fact very different. (laughs) Dead ringer for love. (laughs) Bit of meatloaf. (laughs) Rest in peace, meatloaf. A dead ringer is the living double of an individual, two unrelated people who are very similar in appearance, but who lead very different lives and, in all likelihood, have probably never met. See, that's what I thought a doppelganger was. Well, it's very similar, that's mm. why people get them confused, mm. but I think as you'll, well, we'll explain it in this, but yeah, a, mm. double, a a dead ringer could be someone that almost looks like the spitting image of you. A bit like Claudio Sanchez. Mm. Like, you look a lot like, I mean, if you're obviously you're different ages. And I sound like him. Yeah. You <laughs> I
3: wanted. I mean that's, it's like we have
0: Claudio in the in the studio right now but other than the fact that he's like 20 years older than you yeah like you it's like I like to think crazy. that's my real dad yeah <laughs> I think that about about that wild and me sometimes yeah yeah so that wild Claudio Sanchez are actually and Drew's real dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be cool with that. Yeah, offense man, to our actual too. dads. I mean, he's got an amazing Gibson X4 and he shreds, man. He's got oh, amazing He's an amazing guitarist. Mm, and yeah, mm. awesome pinch harmonics and that. And his yeah, just a great guitarist, and I love his proggy style as well. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what talking about, prodious. just a quick one on yeah.
2: doppelgangers as well. Yeah. Was, it, was it Witcher... Or 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 there's, Ooh, sound like The Witcher. There, there's like there's one on um oh yeah it was Witcher. Do mm. you remember there was that one that could turn into like other people and so it's and it was cool wasn't it called a Doppler a Doppler a, a, Doppler. a Doppler so, that, so yeah. it's almost like doppelganger. Yeah. But yes like, yeah yeah hundred yeah, percent that
0: was yeah, really cool. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so a dead ring would be a bit more like you and Claudio Sanchez. The whole idea with a doppelganger is that it actually like is you but mm-hmm. it's not you, which makes it way more creepy and yeah, supernatural. I mean like you could you could mi- you could like meet someone on holiday and be like, Oh man, I literally thought that you were there but like it was just like Mr. Ripley. Yeah, but <laughs> you be like but it was just randomly some like Greek guy. But he yeah. just looked mm-hmm. exactly like you, man, and it like, spun me out. Like I yeah. thought you were just randomly on holiday. Do you know what I mean, but that but his name was like I don't know, like Ezio Ezio Oh, I the Dore. Yeah, the <laughs> oh, Forenza. Even though that's Italian, not Greek. But um, yeah, doppelganger is like you, like which is like which is like exactly like you, which is freaky. So like personality-wise as well. Yeah, it's almost like a bit more like demonic or something. Mm. Would you
1: want to meet your doppelganger? Uh, or do I you meet, think that freaks you out a bit too much?
0: Every
2: day in the mirror when I look and I talk to myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. So kind of, I suppose you just
2: got to look in the mirror to meet your doppelganger Because yeah, it, it, it looks like, mm. nah, you can't really talk. You, you won't, yeah. It'd be cool though, full w- golem. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm.
0: It'd be cool if you were looking in the mirror one day and then the refraction did something different. Yeah, that would be freak. So but imagine if it just happened like once, and I turned into an alien when I looked oh in the mirror. Oh my god, that's sketchy. That dude. That is proper <laughs> sketchy. Imagine if it just happened like once, though, literally for like a brief second, and then it just like never happened again. Mm. That would almost be like yeah, more freaky just, than if it happened. Or just, right like or just, yeah, like yo, you're looking at yourself in the
2: mirror, and then all of a sudden it looks away, and then just looks back at you, and then like, wink. oh, I give myself and, a Yeah, shit yeah. yeah <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then maybe does like a quick like wink and like a yeah, real yeah, evil yeah, smile, yeah, but yeah. then just
0: never does it again. Yeah. Then like the rest of your life, you'd be like, you'd almost be like scared to look in the mirror. Like every time you go to brush your hair <laughs> or wash your face, you'd be like, oh, just mm. puts a little finger to their mouth, shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, back to the tale. Um, yeah, Deadringer is a living double of an individual to unrelated people who are very similar in appearance but who lead very different lives, and in all likelihood have probably never met. The experience of running into your double, whose existence you were otherwise completely unaware of, would of course be rather breathtaking, but the fact is that every one of us probably has at least one lookalike out there in the wider world, and it is even more likely that we each have several, just due to the law of probability. After Genetics. all, there are seven billion people on this planet. And whilst there is an immense variety of features and characteristics amongst human beings, those same features and characteristics can only arrange themselves in a finite number of ways, and so combinations of such will eventually appear. There is nothing particularly strange about deadringers. Are they interesting? Yes. But the fact remains, they are nothing more than coincidental. Doppelgangers, on the other hand, are something else entirely. Mm. Literally translated, doppelganger means double walker. And these entities are not just mere lookalikes. They are not just similar to an individual in terms of of appearance, they are exactly the same. A carbon copy. In fact, they are the person they are emulating, or at least, a ghostly reflection of them. Seeing your own doppelganger is like looking into a mirror and catching a glimpse of an alternative reality. you had better hope that never happens for seeing your doppelganger (laughs) Mm -hmm. is considered an extremely ill omen
2: do you you ever, I've done this a few times and it just reminds me and it's really flipping weird Mm. doing it if you you see someone like in a pub or something Mm. and I've done it I've I've like actually done it like made myself do it and it's freaky like you see someone that like looks a bit like you Mm. and you look at them like they are you so, oh, so that's weird so like so like you actually, yeah I think I've done that before and, yeah. and like and, and then it, it gives you such a weird feeling because you almost put your thing that you think about yourself like mm. into that person then you see a move or something and you realise how weird it would be to almost like, yeah. see a doppelganger I had a bit of a weird thing like mm.
0: that as well it was actually me but it was in a picture and you know like most pictures that are taken of you you're aware of them or even some that you're not like if your mate takes like a funny picture of you it's like from the front or something or you're, so it's not quite so weird but um my brother sent me a picture of me just like from behind walking and he'd like taken it without me knowing and it was just like a bit weird but it was like strange seeing myself and I was like in public at the time and there were like people around me so it was like like paparazzi it was like I was like behind so when I was looking at the picture it would be like if I was behind myself seeing myself walking down the street and I found that really weird yeah because I've never really seen myself like that before yeah so I almost like was like big ass (laughs) I I got a big (laughs) ass
2: I never seen that big ass walking down the street. I like before. the idea that like
0: everyone wants you to know. They might just think I've got like a freakishly large, but like randomly, <laughs> just like a full-on just Beyonce I so, ass. I was on this like white dude dump truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just full-on Nicki Minaj, something, Kim Kardashian.
1: Something I've seen so uh, people do before on like YouTube and stuff is um, getting like VR goggles and then pairing it up to like a drone and Mm. like having someone like fly it behind them or even someone holding a camera and then you Mm. could almost walk like you were living in in third person. Yeah, that's weird. weird. And yeah, I've done that with my
2: drone as well. So like flew it, but I'm obviously looking at the screen and then Mm. it comes like fly it behind me and just look in the screen and then start walking. So I've kind of done that, but not with VR on. Yeah. And it is really weird. It's like, oh yeah, that's me, but I'm like pointing that way, not this way. And it like throws you off a
0: little bit like, you know. Yeah, spinning. It's like you're playing Mm. The Witcher or GTA or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you better hope that it never happens, seeing a doppelganger that is. For seeing your doppelganger is considered an extremely ill omen. Traditionally, it is thought to be a sign of your impending doom. (gasps) Throughout history, (laughs) there have been many people who apparently saw their own doppelgangers and died shortly thereafter. One such story, and perhaps the most famous doppelganger case on record, centred around a young teacher from Francais. Oh, that's weird, that's from France, that's what we were just talking about. Sacre bleu! Sacre bleu! Known as Emily Seiji. 32 year old Emily, same age as me, had taught at many schools in her native country, but in 1845 she travelled to Latvia to begin teaching at an exclusive girls' school called Pensionat von Neckl. Mm. She was popular with the students there, but the school board was somewhat concerned about her employment history. She had moved around quite a lot, having taught at 19 different schools over the course of just 16 years good teachers were hard to come by, so naturally they feared that she would move on somewhere else at at least the earliest opportunity and leave them with yet another vacancy to fill. However, just weeks after she commenced teaching at the school, the answer as to why she could not stay in one place for too long would prevent itself in shocking fashion, and it did not take long for them to realise the unfortunate truth of the matter. As it turned out, no one one would have her, for Emily was at the centre of some very strange goings-on and although she never saw her doppelganger, everyone else did. <sighs> what? The first time Emily's ghostly twin appeared, she was teaching a class of 13 students. She had her back to the room writing on a chalkboard, when all of a sudden, another Emily appeared right beside her and mirrored her movements exactly. It seemed to have no unique awareness of its surroundings or of what was going on. Students described that it simply copied the real Emily, the same way a mirror image would only not reversed. This instance was bewildering enough for those who witnessed it, but nobody would believe them, of course. Not at first, anyway. The second time it happened, Emily was sitting in the school hall eating lunch. It was relatively empty at the time, but there were a few people who were present, and they were alarmed to see the ghostly apparition blink into existence behind her yet again and start copying her movements as she ate. Whilst Emily was sitting down, the doppelganger stood. No food could be seen in her hands. Seiji herself was completely unaware of her doppelganger's presence, but she would often say that she felt tired and drained around the time that people said it materialised. As time went on, the appearances became more frequent, and her ghostly double would begin to wander around the real Emily's immediate vicinity. Well, like not copying her. Yeah, so it was like it was like gaining sentience on its own Mm -hmm. or something. Whoa. More importantly, it began to appear as though it had a mind of its own, as its actions and interactions would diverge away from those of the young teacher. On another occasion, Emily asked a colleague to to watch her class while she helped other students out in the garden. At some point during the lesson, Emily walked back into the classroom and the stand-in teacher left. The students at their desks thought nothing of this, until they looked out of the window and saw that the real Emily was still out in the garden. Her doppelganger simply sat in the real teacher's seat, silently, staring at them all
1: oh that's freaky man man that's that's so mm. creepy
0: <laughs> although Emily confirmed she had been outside the whole time, School officials documented in their notes that at the exact time of the sighting, she had wished she was indoors, teaching her sewing class instead of working in the garden. So that's weird, isn't it? It was like, she said that she was out in the garden, but in her head she was thinking about how she wished she was in the classroom. Mm, yeah. And then the doppelganger walked into the class. It's classroom.
1: like her spirit is becoming fractured and just yeah. manifesting. And she's got yeah, this yeah, like yeah. psychic... yeah, like she's she... splitting her energy and putting it in places. Yeah.
0: And the, yeah, like making this apparition happen. Went Mental. Several brave students did eventually find the courage to approach the apparition. They reported that when they reached out to touch it, their hands were met with a strange resistance. Like the air immediately surrounding the figure was became a thick fabric. That's mm. interesting though. The doppelganger eventually became a permanent fixture at the school, but unfortunately for Emily, it, ha- it had a habit of not only con- confusing people, but also terrifying the students.
2: Mm. So... A num- that- they just kind of let her, let it happen and like
0: just. I let guess. It be a well, part I suppose at her. first there was like, I expect for a long time people were just like, no, nah, nah, this is rubbish. Yeah, this yeah. is just mm. weird. And you know, it's like even though if it's just like happening, you can imagine like, mm. I would go for like six months without even like going too crazy about it if I just started seeing two burners in the office.
1: <laughs> I think it was really
0: weird, but I'd almost like just more just be like, that's really weird. Yeah. But I wouldn't be like, <laughs> I'm leaving. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, <I'd be> like- <laughs> yeah. Bernie, I'd be like, "This is crazy." Twice the facts, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twice the apprehension.
1: It's so creepy that it's like a thing that just appears as well. Yeah. I almost thought it would be like a, an actual entity that would be walking around and stuff. But the fact mm. that it literally just appears out of nowhere mm. makes it so much more creepy. That'd be like if a second one of one of us just randomly like, appeared yeah. in that seat, staring at us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, what are you doing here? Mm. That'd be quite interesting.
2: Well, you do have four microphones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but just putting them multi could use. <laughs> Then goes on to say that a number of parents complained during Miss Seiji's tenure, so she was eventually asked to leave. Hmm. As fant- As fantastical as this case may sound, this phenomenon is not unique, and has in fact affected some of the most famous people in history. For instance, Abraham Lincoln was said to have seen his doppelganger shortly after being elected to his first term in office. He lay down on a couch one evening to rest, and just happened to glance over towards a mirror when he saw not one... But two of his faces staring back at him. Mm. Mm. Whilst he was certain that both faces were his, the second one looked gaunt and deathly pale, whereas oh. the other one looked like a complete mirror reflection mm. of how he looked at the time. Upon telling. You know, you do- I was thinking like double vision then, mm. but like, you know, that's double
2: vision but different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one of them
0: looked like old and, mm. yeah, like dying. Upon telling his wife, she became deeply troubled. She interpreted the vision as a premonition, stating that her husband would be elected as president twice, but would die during his second term. Sure enough, Lincoln was assassinated shortly after being elected on his second term in 1865. Catherine the Great, the Russian Empress, was awoken one night in 1796 by worried servants who reported that they had just seen her entering the throne room. This intrigued her, as she had not left her quarter since retiring for the evening three hours earlier. She decided to see for this for herself, and upon entering the room in the dark, Catherine saw a woman sitting calmly on the throne. That's would be creepy. You just open the throne room, and it's like late at night, and it's completely dark, and you just see this, this like. Your self. Oh, she wouldn't even like saw it, it was herself. She just mm. saw like somebody like sat on the throne room. Whoa. She immediately ordered her sentries to shoot at the ghostly apparition. Obviously, it's like really bad crime in those days to sit on the throne if you're not the actual mm. the king or queen but their muskets had no effect the doppelganger then eventually just faded from sight but uh, but the empress died shortly thereafter mm. that's crazy isn't it whoa Johann wolfgang von gotcha was a famous german writer poet and politician on a summer's day in 1775 He happened to be riding along a path when he saw a mysterious stranger riding towards him. As they passed, Gotcha was was startled to discover that the other man was him, or at least someone who looked exactly like him, but they were wearing different clothes. Eight years later, he happened to be casually riding down the same path in the opposite direction when he suddenly realised that this was where he had seen his double. It was then that he realised he was now wearing the exact same clothes that the mysterious stranger had worn all those years before. Whoa. That's weird. So it was That's like 8 so years cool. earlier he, he saw the future. 8 years into the future himself. Mm, yeah. That's mad. There are many more cases involving doppelgangers which unfortunately we don't have time to explore, but suffice to say that their appearance is not as rare as one may think. There are a multitude of high profile cases involving celebrities and other well known individuals that have been recorded throughout the ages and there are also many everyday occurrences you may well have seen someone else's doppelganger or even interacted with one and not even realized it at the time but the most pressing question is of course who or what are they that's an interesting thought isn't it like um the Can idea that you, you could like him. bump into your mate in the supermarket and just chat to them for 5 minutes and then leave and then the idea that imagine if that was like their doppelganger and you didn't even speak to your mate. and unless you like yeah. for some reason brought it up you just would never know yeah <laughs> Unfortunately, there is no definitive answer. Doppelgangers are yet another addition to the list of unexplained phenomena witnessed throughout this strange and beautiful world. And just like any other unexplained phenomena, doppelgangers have been met with much speculation and indeed outright scepticism. Most prominent among theories is that these mysterious entities are astral projections, an embodiment of one's thoughts and wishes which are so powerful that they manifest themselves in the real world somehow. This would certainly appear to correlate with the experiences surrounding Emily Seiji, whose doppelganger always seemed to act out exactly what she was thinking at the time. But could there be multiple explanations? Gotchi's experience seems to suggest a crossover of realities or timelines, and many people have reported similar occurrences, especially in recent times. The Mandela Effect has been referenced as a possible culprit, with some individuals postulating that the appearance of these apparitions may be the result of glitches in the Matrix, or very vary regarding the level of interactivity, or that we are seeing a glimpse of another reality altogether. Accounts vary regarding the level of interactivity with these beings. Some people report that they have been able to converse with their doppelganger, whilst others say that they seem to display no awareness of other people or their surroundings at all. Hmm. In demonology, there are said to be certain parasitic spirits, which can impersonate anyone, including their host. For this reason, Others have suggested that some doppelgangers, particularly those that display a high level of intelligence and ones that can interact with the world around them, might in fact, be demons. (gasps) That's sketchy. On the other hand, they could also be the embodiment of one's higher self, here to guide us and advise. (laughs) The number of cases where individuals have died shortly after seeing a doppelganger is more common than most, and there is, in fact, scientific research which may support this. A study on a number of test subjects found that when certain areas of the brain were stimulated, the participants felt an outward presence of themselves standing in the same room. It is theorised that natural stimulation of certain areas of the brain, through either injury, illness, or some sort of chemical imbalance, could cause someone to hallucinate and see themselves. These illnesses or injuries could then go on to cause the death of these individuals, Hence, why the sense of impending doom surrounding the appearance of these apparitions, exists. With so many accounts of doppelgangers recorded over the years, it is difficult to simply dismiss their existence altogether. conversely, given that there are so many differences between these experiences regarding what the apparition did or did not do at the time of its manifestation, it is hard to pin down exactly what their nature or purpose is. In any case, when you go to brush your teeth before bedtime tonight, after you've rinsed your mouth out with cold water and as you stand to look in the mirror a final time before you turn off the light you'd better hope you only see yourself staring back at you
3: <sighs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> nice little, um, man. My little research cool. about doppelgangers mm. yeah I think like to me it seems like um, with a lot of these uh, experiences like it doesn't seem like it's like one reason why. No. You know I mean, like as as they were saying, it seems like with that Emily Sagey girl, it almost like seemed like she had maybe even some psychic powers that she wasn't in control of, but that she was like accidentally harnessing. Yeah. Mm. And then it seems like with that guy that's passed himself, it was like he somehow saw like a glimpse into the future or something. Mm. And then with um, Linkler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think his name was like Gotchi. Gotcha. But um yeah, but then with others, yeah, maybe seems almost like a bit more like demonic and freaky, mm-hmm. you know. So who knows? yeah, those, those
2: <laughs> were the those two things you uh, said there were like pretty much what I thought could, it, it could have been from the ones that we talked about, mm-hmm. you know. Like um, and they said it, like really eloquently in the book about the astral projection, like the astral uh, kind of formation of mm. this sp- like spirit or whatever but um also where where they people say that like time isn't actually lin- linear yeah. it's only because of our perception of time like mm. ti- time is time, a man made construct yeah you know so it is almost like is it all happening at the same time like we mm. we can't understand that or fathom it like because it definitely does feel linear in our lifetime yeah. but it's almost like sometimes there is a glitch in the matrix where you can like tap into seeing everything happening at the same time like yeah weird. and yeah.
0: also it's like mm. this is where things can get confusing it's like it's not just that it's the fact that um like astrophysicists now think almost for certain that there's like an infinite number of realities mm. with an infinite number of possibilities in every. So there's like an infinite number of all of us with an infinite number of like so some of the, some of those infinite those parallel like realities, We'd have individuals that would, our lives would almost be exactly like ours, and other ones could have randomly won the lottery. Another one of us could have like died when we were six. You know, another one could yeah. be like paraplegic. Mm-hmm. Another one, one of us could be like prime minister, and it's like you could overlap into those realities. Yeah, so or like, like somehow something. Yeah, like what we're seeing is in obviously our reality.
2: Those realities is weak. Yeah, what and also like-,
0: uh, like every animal is is experience of reality is different because it's just based on our senses so we have our own you know we have like sight smell hearing but even that there's there's different ways of seeing you know dogs see a different color spectrum as we do mm. every animal sees slightly differently i mean think a, a, like a, an ant or like a spider's vision would look like mental yeah, to us. Yeah. yeah um so even like within just one sense there's many different ways of sensing and then you add in all these senses that maybe we don't have, and some that we we do that other animals don't have, and that like we're all experiencing mm. reality in a slightly different way. And sometimes it's almost like maybe you're somehow catching a glimpse, yeah, of like yeah. another mm. reality. Well, that's it with
2: like psychedelics and stuff as well, because they, it basically breaks down the barriers of perception that you mm. have because of your normal senses so you're like, <laughs> it's almost like you're just seeing more of reality because your senses are different when you're in that state mm. and that's like it's, it's really interesting isn't it like yeah you could just you could you could blur you could blur the senses so like have complete new ones and mm. like you're saying just mm. experience reality in a completely different way like higher sense i remember like reading this thing about like higher sense perception and where people say about like seeing auras in people and seeing people's energies and Mm -hmm. stuff like that it's like this um, woman who was talking about that she wrote a book about it and and it was literally like you are just um it's just it's it's a higher sense perception, so mm. you're just like a different set of senses that you're tapping into, or just developing the ones that you have to another level where you can just see more of what actually what's there. You're not mm. in, in between the restricted band of light frequencies that there are our see. Mm. You're going beyond that a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I always think it's like
0: fascinating how many people, even people that like aren't. Um, like the sort of a stereotype of like what you think of somebody that does like um like hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drugs or anything, but the amount of people that have just like done ayahuasca or a DMT out of curiosity and like sweat and like they could have been complete um like atheists before and and um, not believed in life after death and, and believed in just like yeah like a, you know, a linear style of living and stuff like that. And then they do like ayahuasca or a DMT once and then they just are like, Yeah, I met God. Or like, yeah. or like I met uh, like some some sort of divinity, like mm. some sort of divine being, and they're like sure of it, and then just like yeah I did it, and then I just suddenly was extremely aware that I was in the presence of God, mm. or like or some yeah, or some mad, divine isn't it? being, yeah. And as I said, and, the, and like really like academic people and stuff, yeah. and like people that aren't like you know just people that are doing drugs all the time. These are like very very intelligent academic, scientifically minded people doing and that and such so, like yeah yeah so, I so, gotta show you the video of this
2: one guy who was like really like he's like a very very staunch
0: atheist and um
2: and he's he's a comedy guy and it just oh, reminds nice. it reminds me of that because like do you know what his he, name is I can't remember but I'll find the video but he's a comedy guy what, like American, and I watched it I yeah and I, I I made sure I watched a couple of videos about yeah. it because he was talking about his ayahuasca experience mm. and and how like depression like he he'd he had this like cloud of depression for like years and was saying basically that doing the ayahuasca like got him completely off um mm. meds and mm. that um but it was like the darkest experience of his life life and everything but but after that it was almost like a cloud had been lifted um and he just didn't need them anymore which was like really cool but he was a like, yeah like super super staunch atheist and said there's just no denying and and he's like very just like matter of fact about things you know he's like mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i just I, I just know i'm just not anymore yeah, like, you know, because it's, it's like because of your experience, and that's what I mean. It doesn't matter if it's real or not. It's like what you experience, yeah. and then that gives you
0: your belief about it. Do you know what I think is really interesting about this? Is just making me think about this, basically what we're talking about, and it remi- and it, it makes me think of almost like your development as a personal human being, and also like interve- intellectual development as well in in an individual, or at least in in my experience, and what I can um, see has happened with with other people as well. As it's like, say say with like your own personal um, evolution as you get older, and I think it happened with both of us, and I think it happens with a lot of people, Drew. Is so like what happens is is like you have like who you are fundamentally as a person, and I think a lot of people when they get into their late teenage years, you experiment and you branch out, and it's mm. almost like you, you go from being who you are to some reason not knowing who you are and trying to find who you are, and then eventually you'll come back round and realise that the person you were... Originally is who you are, so mm. there's no need to find yourself because mm. that's who you are. Yeah, the, w- the who you are was like we us when we were like twelve. Yeah, but we're but just obviously evolved more in- intellectual and intelligent and philosophical versions yeah mm. and then but, it's just
2: about accepting who you are yes yes <laughs> and
0: i find like um the reason i uh, i say it's quite similar to, to, to intellectual um like evolution and progression is also like say say with me and i can see it happens with a lot of i've observed it like happening with a lot of like scientists that i follow and whether it's been in interviews or podcasts or reading about them and just people i follow on social media and stuff it's like you go from Maybe when you're young, like doing things like Ouija boards for fun um, and like, you know, m- you know, watching horror movies and like maybe genuinely, even though you think it's irrational, like having this genuine fear that like this creature in the night is going to come for you, even though there's like no scientific like basis for it. at all. it's literally just some writer made up and they're not even saying that it's real. It's mm-hmm. like it's obvious. It's like a fictional story. Mm-hmm. And you, but and it you can see the fear. Yeah, <laughs> but you can, but yeah, and you can like believe in things, and you, know, you know, you might be like, yes, I believe that werewolf theft, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean, and like, I, you know, and it's like, so you, you, you go mean. through that. And then as you get older and maybe you become more intellectual and you become you read more, you become more scientific and stuff like that, and you just great gain much more knowledge, it's almost like there's a natural pushback against that, because then almost like your initial thing is you maybe feel a bit embarrassed about that mm. and you realise that the more you get into science, you realise that you have to have a scientific observation or something, and things have to be tested by science for them to have like uh, credence. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and valid mm. and for to be validated. Mm. And that if they're not, then it's stupid. But then it's like the more but then it's like then it goes back again yeah so it's like then you go sort of past that and then it's like then you realize that it's um then you there's, realize very there's, the real. there's actually only <laughs> so much yeah and then you realize the very thrill there's actually like only so much that we are even capable of documenting with science yeah and that doesn't mean that science isn't a good tool it's it's it should be the basis of everything, like, you know, looking at everything through scientific evaluation. But also, you, you have it to. Has then, limits. You get to a point where you realise it's actually quite arrogant to think that we could measure everything in our monkey brains yes. from our own scientific evaluation. And a bit like what we were saying about senses and stuff like that, like our senses, mm. there is a lot going on in the universe that we are just not aware of. And we wouldn't even know how to apply, like, a scientific method to it, to even evaluate it, it work, let alone yeah. say whether it is or isn't mm. real. Because yeah. we don't even know what it is or how to even evaluate yeah. it and we don't even know if we have the tools to even do So yeah, it's like a very ego thing to think that you could e- even yes have the tools for it you know? So I think you come back around like that mm. and then it's like then you suddenly realize that it's like um, There's this whole universe of possibilities yeah. and that's almost like humility
2: mm. You know what I mean like mm. and having- I think
0: yeah, and I say I see this with a lot of like really like Like some of the world's best astrophysicists and most scientifically minded people that I like follow on social media And I've watched on podcasts and stuff like that and I can see that that's how they think as well Mm. You know Mm. especially when you come into like the conversation of things, you know like aliens um, alternate realities Mm. um, You know like ghosts, whatever it could it could be anything, but it's just like Dunno really. Yeah. Mm. You Sometimes you I mean? you just gotta accept mm. you know nothing. I think <laughs> it's like the base best, best way to think is like the things that we can like observe and, Let's and observe them. through science, yeah, <laughs> observe <laughs> them and use that and then so there are definitely things that we can say are or are not true. But then there's also things that we just cannot do that. So in turn, until there comes a time where we can, and maybe we never will, but until there comes a time where we can possibly sort of evaluate these things, you just have to be like, I don't know. Because mm. only believing in the things that you can measure
2: is limiting. Yeah. Because if you don't, ex- it's like being open to the possibilities of everything outside of mm. that can open you up to different things that could happen. Yeah. Uh, other than what y- you're open to, when it's just completely limited, like you know, yeah. what I mean, D- like defined. I by do,
1: that. I do love the mm. idea that people can mm. accidentally break into those like infinite possibilities, like like with the main story you Second were saying Alice today, Man. and literally, <laughs> yeah. Well, even without, like, oh the yeah, tools yeah, or psychedelics yeah, 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 stuff, D- but, but saying like someone can literally astral project themselves into an- another place accidentally. Yeah. The, the idea of that is so mm. cool that people can latch onto these other senses that we mm. may have but can actually utilize at the moment. But these mm. Who somehow can i one, think that's such a cool idea
0: one thing that i think is quite interesting it's almost like a very very just like minor form of almost like like psychic compatibility is um you know if you like know someone well enough and i think it, it, there's this there's c- a couple of ways that it can happen but i think they're all sort of related um either if you've known someone for a ridiculously long amount of time or you spend a ridiculously a lot of time with somebody so like many many hours every day either that or you've known somebody for ridiculously long amount of times like decades um, like you can almost become so so linked in your minds that um, not only do you say the same thing sometimes at the same time but you know what the person's gonna say before they say Mm. it Mm. Mm. and like it's almost like you get into this flow state with somebody that you know really well I can do it with you and like you and Josh definitely Mm. Um, and and like a couple of other people as well Um, and it's like it's almost like once you get really, really balls deep in a conversation, it's like you only have to say the first half of the sentence, and I know what. Yeah. The, so it's just like it's almost just like yes, let's move on. You know <laughs> <Yeah. I mean? laughs> or like you, or like you're just like you say out loud what you know you're gonna say. Yeah, and then yeah, like do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's higher level of understanding. Or mm. or either that, or you just say the same thing, the as, as exact same thing at the exact same time. Yeah. Or like you might be like thinking, Yeah, mm-hmm. or even at times, have you even had it when you might be like um, humming a song in your head? And then like the person you're in the room with starts like singing it or whatever. Yeah, I've heard you know, that yeah. before. And yeah, you're like, yeah, What? Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. And you're like, I was just singing that song in their head, and then the other person's like, What really? And you're like, Yeah. Yeah, man. I tell you well, actually, funnily enough, it happened the other day. You know I said I um I bumped into Josh in Sainsbury's? All oh, for some reason. The whole while I was walking around Sainsbury's, I was like, I'm gonna bump into Josh in a minute.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kid you not. And yeah. you know me,
0: I'm not like weird or like I don't you know, I'm not like yeah man, psychic. I'm like, you know, thinking, you know <laughs> like anything like that. But I was just like and I n- never ever bumped into Josh in the supermarket. Like i probably bumped into him like three times in the supermarket in like the last like ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there are there are some people I just happen to seem to like bump into the supermarket, but Josh isn't one of them. But from the moment I walked in, I was like, you know what, I reckon I'm gonna bump into Josh today. And I just went Whoa. to the checkout and Josh was just at the checkout. Yeah. And I told him as well. I was like, for some reason I knew I was gonna see today and he was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, so <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> Yeah, so cool. I,
2: I also think it as well. Like, when when certain thing ha- things happen where, like, you're in a group of people or something or, like, yeah, and you're, like, really connected. Like, I felt it the other day when I was at yours and we had that jam and stuff. Mm. It's like something can happen, like, energetically, like, mm. with the people that you're surrounded by. And you can't explain it. You can't say something. It's just, like, yeah, like a flow state that you mm. enter mm. with a group of people. And then when you do that, you know that... Whatever you video, whatever like, however you try and capture it, there is no capturing it, mm. but it's just something unexplained that you couldn't say this, or maybe we just haven't got a way of capturing it at the moment, but it, it really makes you think, it's like, whoa, mouth. there's things that work here, yeah. man! Mm. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, there's yeah. things that I don't understand about, like, human interaction and energies and stuff that is, like, happening, like, right mm. now that I'm experiencing
1: and I cannot deny. <laughs> you know? It's like? one of the best feelings, is it? It's so yeah. exciting when yeah, you realise that you've latched on to in. this, uh, this flow state the that flow everyone's, state. <laughs> everyone's in. To. I think
0: it's like yeah it's like you almost just like with those people as long as as long as none of you are resisting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because as, like, as, as soon as someone it. starts resisting, <laughs> then it ends. Like <laughs> it's a bit like out of the four of us, it's like M was the one that was resisting the most. So mm. she was finding it hard, but me and you and Carmen were just it's like, like <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Embracing the mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just all just like this in twi- we were just completely entwined. Yeah, like, Yeah, it was like mental, wasn't it? (laughs) It It's like crazy. You just need to just let go. Mm. Just let go,
2: man. Yeah, see the mysteries of the universe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's cool, man. At work. (laughs) Yeah, just completely in the sync jams, just like Mm. yeah, and just proper primal, and you can feel it at the time. Yeah, so you You don't feel something coming through, man. Yeah, you're like not (laughs) even like feeling fully present, are you? You're just like, like,
2: yeah, just just work through me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah
0: but it's cool it's like you're not thinking about anything consciously at all are you no no and that's it it's
2: got to be because as soon as you try and mm. think about it or think that is like almost the stopper yeah that's like, definitely
0: what like, M struggles with mm. like M, you know you could tell there's this thing in the head like it's letting go. is it going to be bad what I do is my contribution going to be bad but that's what makes am I going to look silly like, uh, or, you know like the
2: yeah. it ma- that's what makes it limiting it's like radio
0: interference man mm. do you know what I mean mm. Mm. can't have that interference dude you just need to let go and it's the same in like trips and stuff as well like
2: it, it's what will stop you having the most um, profound experience that you can have is yeah. when you put up those resistances in your mind mm. of like, oh, no, no, no. And that's what a bad trip is. Yeah. When mm. do people say about a bad trip, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is. It's, yeah. it's literally like you're, when your mind's like you start trying to control it or you, or, or you deny what's happening. Mm. And then you feel that you can't control what's happening. Then, when you can't freak control out. what happens, in, you freak that mm. uh, out, yeah. you know. And that's me, that was my yeah, that was my understanding of like, oh, that's what a bad trip is, you know. Yeah. Mm. It's so. funny
0: that like, um, like when you are like on hallucinogenic drugs like that, and you do suddenly like start resistant and you go through a bad trip. It's like funny almost like the, the mechanisms and the processes of that isn't it. It's mm. like it's like your own brain is punishing you Yeah, <laughs> it's like punishing you for being sketched out about it. Yeah. And then it becomes like this weird almost like nightmare It's funny, yeah. isn't it? It's funny. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and you got no control over it. But it's funny
0: how you almost like, you punish yourself. Like your brain yeah. has this massive knockback effect on you resisting it. And then it's just like, right, motherfucker, this is going to be bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, And the next thing you know, it's, it's, is it's like, it's aliens, and yeah. pig demons, and bats, and- Yeah, man, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it was like nuts, is not it? It <laughs> was like crazy. I always think it's like Hilarious That like um, Just whenever I get stoned I just don't think I'm stoned (laughs) And the next day I'm like like, mad. I was freaking
2: So blazed It happens to me like that You know like If you're in a group of people And you'll get like blazed And then like you know, you start opening up to like just different like perceptions of things happening. Mm. Yeah, yeah, It's when I resist it, I'm like, oh no, I just want to go in the corner on my own. I think that's mm. what that paranoia is. It's like your, it's your brain, like, mm. um, like, like you say, like, like telling you off for like mm. not embracing the situation. Yeah, you might be with a group of people, and it's like you're seeing it from a different perspective. There's nothing wrong with that though. Just right flow of it, and don't be weird with these people. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because then that highlights that you're just being weird and like. <laughs>
0: Mm. Yeah, you know, what, you know, I That's said what that. I feel like sometimes like, yeah. I get all like that, like.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, you, you know I, um,
0: you know I went for that uh, like meeting with with those those people with with a colleague of ours oh, in yeah, Glastonbury yeah. Like, a couple of weeks ago. I could tell they'd done a lot of psychodysfunction. Nice. Yeah, do you remember <laughs> I told you just like how um, how like physically affectionate they were. Yeah, but it was there almost, are no boundaries. Yeah, in. but it was almost <laughs> like it was like funny, but like a bit weird. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, um, but it was like you know I could tell that they were like very beautiful people like inside. Yeah, do you mm. know what I mean? So to them it was like it, it, I said obviously it's nothing an expression of that. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> like they were. weird Weirdos, mm, mm. It was, you know, it was. It seemed like almost a bit weird in like a funny way. Yeah. But I could tell that they just like had. I could tell that they probably just experiment with so many like psychedelics in their lives. They just got into a place in their life where they were just willing to be 100 percent open with anybody, regardless of if they were a complete stranger or not. Yeah. So they yeah. were like embracing me, like they'd embrace like some like their brother they hadn't seen in like 20 years. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> but it was like really funny for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Too. Especially because the guy was Italian, the woman was French, which are already already very almost like. <laughs> (laughs) Emotive countries, do I mean like very, like uh, you
1: know, like very kissy and huggy people, aren't they? You know, Mm. it's the same with dreams, isn't it? I remember reading this is something which I found fascinating that if you're lucid dreaming and you say to yourself in the dream, Oh, this is a dream. Then it turns into a really bad nightmare. Mm. Like instantly, well, like everything will spiral off, and it's it's fine. But I, I think, think it's fine either. unless you say it to someone in the dream. Ah, right. I and if say you say is it, is it I, to like another person, that's the way in your of becoming lucid, dream, lucid in the dream. Is say yeah, am yeah, dreaming yeah.
2: and then realizing it's a dream. But yeah, it's not. I, I think it's like know if, know if you go
1: up. People. I read this that if you go up to an actual person in a lucid mm. dream and say, "I know you're just like part of my dream or whatever," yeah, everything will like go go wow. crazy. that's
0: crazy, man.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like there is a part of your brain like, no, I'm in control. Like mm. we're going you know, you're trying to take control of this, so I'm gonna send you on this bad dream now. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's interesting because when you think about like ghosts and stuff like that, it is. It's all. It's like. Oh, it seems to be like things it's when you realise that's yeah, like it's like that's when it goes bad or that's when that's yeah. when they get sketched out. It's like there's like these energies or whatever that wanna like almost latch on or something because they I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but just what you said mm. then yeah. made me think of like that's what you hear about like entities and stuff. Mm. That yeah, because there's like...
0: different ways you look at it, isn't it? It's a yeah. bit like with a doppelganger thing. It's like what is causing that bad experience, mm. isn't it? That's what it's about, like yeah. Or oh, I think that's what you're saying, anyway. isn't I it? I think so.
2: It, it's about it's about like there's like with that, say like a dream, like you uh-huh. say that the entity in the dream or the mm. thing in the dream. Doesn't want you to know that it's not real. Yes, and it's almost yeah, like the yeah, ghost yeah. or whatever that's that's like sketching you out doesn't want oh, you to know yeah. that you actually have power over. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they have less power. You have no power here. You know what I mean. And that's what it
0: just reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Gandalf Storm on, crow. The Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know what I was on about. For I know what there. you mean. Yeah, I but then you have to Gandalf the White that bug. Yeah, you take off your robe. I release you yeah. like poison from a wound. <laughs> <laughs> loving it man, loving it. Go Gandalf, man. Go Gandalf. Go full Gandalf on that. Yeah. On that little Saruman bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cream a worm tongue. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no more. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, should we wrap up Mystery Mondays? Yeah, man. Wrap it up. Well everybody, we hope that you enjoyed today's intro and we hope you enjoyed us um, exploring and perusing the universal boundaries. Or maybe there are no boundaries. (laughs) Um, And yeah, a nice little tale about doppelgangers. What do you guys think about it? Let us know. Get in contact or leave us a comment. We love you. We'll see you next time.
2: Bye. Ta-ta for now.
1: Peace.